Boker Tov, gentlemen. Today's daf is daf Chof Aleph in Sukkot. Yeah, we learned for four shleim for Yosef Hazriel Ben Chaya Michal. Yesterday <coughs> we learned in the Mishnah that uh, there was a machlokas whether you could sleep under a bed under the Sukkot. The Tanakhama says you can't because you're in an ohel. The, the bed is ten fachim high, so you're in an ohel within the Sukkah, and you have to sleep under the Sukkah, under so to speak, the the light the the ceiling of the sukkah, the schach, rather than under a bed. Rabbi says it's okay, because as we'll see, he holds that a sukkah, an oel aroi, which is the bed, a movable bed, it's a temporary bed, is not mevatel, the uh, ohel keva, which is the sukkah. Definition, we discussed that with Moish yesterday, the, the sukkah is a kind of an ohel. And according to Rabbi you need a permanent, uh, a more of a, a permanent structure, and a temporary structure like a bed, which is easily movable, uh, cannot annul the uh, O.L. Keva. That's what Rebuta said in the Mishnah. The Gemara brought down that there's a machlokis in, the, in, the, um, in, this, in the Mishnah that uh, in a different mission, O.L.O.S., whether a, um, a natural O.L. is an O.L. An O.L. normally is an area which is a tefach, at least like a, te- a cubic tefach, a tefach by a tefach by a tefach. That constitutes an O.L., which means that if there's, uh, let's say, a, de- a piece of a dead body in that O.L., that transmits tumma to anything under the O.L., like in a room or a small area or a box, whatever, but it also prevents it from leaving. It doesn't the, leave, the tumma doesn't go straight up to the sky. So is that only by a man-made O.L. or even by a natural O.L.? So the Tanakhama said even a natural O.L. is also an O.L. Rebuta says, no, if it's not made by man, it's not an O.L. Why? Because the top of Chofal, the Gemara said, Yolof O.L. O.L. Mi Mishkan. Mishkan says, Zostaros Adam Kiyamas Ba'ohel. There we're talking about the O.L. that transmits Tuma. And by the, by the Mishkan, it says, Vayifras is O.L. Ala Mishkan. That was man-made. This also has to be man-made. So Rebuta says that a non-man-made O.L. is not considered an O.L. But the opponents say, well, it says O.L. there many times in the Pasuk and the Parshas Para, Para Duma. Therefore, it includes all kinds of O.L.s, man-made and not man-made. Now the Gemara is going to delve into Rebuta, really going to discuss Rebuta at length. Sarabuta, uh, we're at the fifth line on Chafal Hamraf. Sarabuta, does Rabuta really say that? That if it's not man made, it's not considered an OL based on the Pusik of OL, OL from the Mishkan? For a minu, we have a famous case like this. The, the Kohanim used to prepare uh, small children, Kohanim, from the time of their birth to be in a state of, of, of utter Tahara, no Tuma there at all. They were born in a state of Tahara, and they lived in a state of Tahara. Why? Because we had elsewhere that the Kohen who burns the Paraduma uh, is enough for him to be Tovel that day. That Stukin held that, um, uh, that Stukin uh, say that you needed somebody more of a Shemesh Nasus. You had to have somebody who had hair of Shemesh. And it's full yom, but we hold that it's full yom. Even if he went to make the day, even if he didn't wait for sundown, he's he's kosher. The stukim, so to speak, were more machmir here. The stukim said, no, you need somebody not only went to the mikvah, but also who had fire of shemesh. So we wanted to exclude from the stukim to show that they're wrong. So the person who was osik at the paraduma, we dafka were metame him. We had him, made him touch, let's say, a dead sheretz, so you should be tome put him into the mikveh, and then do the procedure of the parduma to show you don't need hair of Shemesh. That's what they did. So because they were more makel, so to speak, and they were metame, that person followed by the mikveh, they were more machmer when it comes to all the other rules 
of uh, the Kohanim who were Osek with the Paraduma, and they said that the people who were Osek in the Paraduma should, so to speak, be, uh, be uh, the people who were Osek, and not actually the one who burn it because they have to be Bar Mitzvah, but the, young, the children who were, uh, who were the young Kohanim who were, who were involved in getting the water, etc., should be brought up in a state of unbelievably just 100% tar. How did they do that? So they would build, they would have uh, courtyards in Yerushalayim, al Gabesela, on top of solid rock. Rock can't, trans- can't transmit tumma, right? A, a, a stone cannot be makabal tumma. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not susceptible to tumma, uh, to, to defilement, nor can it transmit it. So they would build uh, courtyards on top of solid rock, and underneath, underneath the rock, even if it wasn't solid all the way down to the center of the earth, but they had solid rock there. Underneath there, there would be a, um, a hollow, so that if there was a kever or some dead body below, dead bones, whatever, then they kevertom. Kevertom is a grave that's in, that's in the depths. We don't know if there's anybody down there, but like when you walk all over, uh, you don't know where there's, uh, if somebody's buried underneath the ground. So you're afraid that there might be tumma underneath the ground and maybe there's no ohel there. As we said, remember, if there's no space, that's why quantum can't go into a cemetery, even if they buried the guy in a coffin, because you're afraid the coffin collapsed and the tumor would go straight up to the sky. So here what they did was they made, they made a courtyard on top of rock, on top of a hollow. So even if there was tumor underneath there somewhere, the hollow combined with the rock on top would form an oil which would prevent the tumma from, from going from uh, from uh, shooting up on top of the rock. So that's what they did. So they built these courtyards and what Mavi and Nashmovis they would build they would bring pregnant uh Kohanim wives there, Kohan and Nashmovis, Yoldasham, and they would give birth there. So that the child born, the baby born was born in a state where he couldn't be tummy. Umagadlus Baneim Sham, and they would raise the children there in that area, Lepara. Rashi says, till they were seven, eight years old, so there was no shy love carry. They wouldn't become, there was no chance for them to become Tomei. Of course, somebody could have died on them, but normally, you know, this is what happened that they were state, in a state of, of, of Tara. If somebody died in a particular Kohen's room, whatever, so then that way I would be Tomei, but there would be other Kohanim there. He says that Mashamura sounds like, sounds like, what about would the, could the, um, could the, uh, if they, they came there when they were pregnant, but what about before the women, the women were pregnant were brought there, what about before they were brought there? Could, could the women, could the women, uh, could the baby inside the mother in the womb, could it have contracted Tumah before it came into that area, right? They'd say, oh, you're pregnant, come into this area. But may, could the baby have contracted the Tumah before? Most unfortunately say no, because that's called Tumah Balua, it's inside. Others say, Avni Mluim says that, no, that, the tumma inside, tumma blue is owned by a foreign object, but over here, this is its natural state. So like the baby is like the mother, so the mother could have become tummy, so could the child have become tummy. So according to Adafne Mum, you have to say that they, that, you know, even before they conceived, they had to go into this. And they would bring Kohanim, as soon as they got married, the women, the, they would bring some Kohanim wives who consented to go in there, and they would raise, get, you know, they would become pregnant and raise their children there. Okay, so that's what but, they would do. When yeah. the baby, Pardon? When the baby's born... There's no tumas nida when the baby's born? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, she's not a nida at birth. She's not a nida at birth automatically. By our standards today, we don't know the difference, so we would say she could become a nida, but not silly. That's called tumas leda. The tumas leda is not tumma, does not transmit tumma to the child. So therefore, the child would not automatically become tummy. That's a good point. 
uh, if his his mother, if she would become a needle, would have to go into a separate area over there. But they would keep the they would keep the little boys separate. So and I guess if there were girls born, they could go back to their regular homes or whoever would take care of them, right? So Megalos Ben Sham, and they would raise the children there for a par. Umavian. Now these children, what were they used for? They weren't doing the paraduma yet, but they would bring oxen, big oxen. Valgaban Dasas have put bore and uh, put doors on top. Not regular boards, but doors on top. We'll see why, because the doors are not makabaltuma. If a tinokas yoshimit, and they would have the children ride on these doors on top of the oxen, the kosashad made them, and they would have stone cups in their hands. Again, stone cannot makabaltuma. Higilshad, they came to the waterway there, the Shiloh waterway, the conduit of water that brought water to the, near the base of Migdash. The children would get off, go into the water, which was also tar, umilum, and fill up the cups with water. But all of the yashim, they would use this water for the paraduma uh, process. So they would get this, so the water would all be brought in, in total tahara. Why doors? So the Mepharshim say, because if they just brought boards, boards are made for sitting on, and if they're made for sitting on, they're makabal tumas medras. And if a kabbal tumas medras, they can kabbal other tumatuas. We had the as we had yesterday. We just said that yesterday that that anything it's makabal tumas medras. I call it matame medras, matame tumemais, tumemais, and would not be a chatzitza. So therefore, if they were boards, boards are made for sitting on. Once it's makabal tumas medras because they're made for sitting on, it's makabal any tumas. So it wouldn't it wouldn't protect from the tumas. So what they did was they bought boards, but they bought doors. The doors are not a regular kli. It's like a part of a binyan, and therefore it's not makabal tumah. And they sat on these on these doors. Okay, that was the story. What does this what does this have to do with Rabbi Yehuda? We'll see. Rabbi Yosi Omer Mamkomai Mashal Shalmamid Mekevertom. The Tanakhama says they can get off when they, when they get to the water. The kids could jump off the oxen or the doors on top of the oxen and go and bring the water from there. Rabbi Yosi was more machmer. He said no. You wouldn't even have them get off the oxen. You would have them lower the cups into the water. Again, you're worried about Kevertom. There, May Kevatom is probably going on the whole thing. Maybe there's a tumma there. Maybe if they jump in the water, maybe there's tumma underneath there. So they're more machmer, and they say this way, they're sitting on the oxen, and basically these oxen with the doors on top are an ohel. So if there's any tumma below them, when they go down to the shiloach, it won't happen to them. Why? Because they're sitting on top. So there's like an ohel underneath it. It's like the rock on top of the hollow, and it would protect them from tumma. That's what Rabbi Yossi wins. Vitanya, here's where we come to our part. Rabbi Yudomer. They didn't bring doors. They didn't need doors on top of the oxen. Elishvarim, the oxen themselves were the oil. Oxen are big, right? Big, fat oxen. They themselves had an oil. They had an airspace of ten tfachim below the belly, let's say, of the ox. And, um, and that's a proper oil. Now, the truth is, you don't need it. The, 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 uh, the oil that we talked about, that a person has to fit in the mita, we said the bed is ten tfachim high. The sukkah has to be ten tefachim high, but for tumah, even one tefachor should be good enough. Anyway, there, there, there's certainly airspace below the oxen's belly, the oxen's belly, and therefore, Rebbe says you don't need doors. Well, shvarim. Uh, here's our problem. But shvarim to oil the Obviously, we just said we started by saying that Rebbe Yudah holds that an oil which is not made by man is not an oil. While the oxen, was, the oxen was not made by man. And yet he considers an Alvaktan from all you needed was the oxen, and that was an oil. So the answer is Kiyasa Rabdim Rabdim Kemetzar Modra Kamoli Egrov. Even though we said that what? That a tefach a regular oil, the minimum size is a tefach, as we said, a tefach is like your fist. However, Kamoli Egrov, a full fist, 
Kamala Eger from the Gemara over there elsewhere in Olos and, and uh, brings down, it's brought down in, in the Bacharis also, brings down, it means the Mole Egrof of Ben Aftiach, a big strong guy. He was, he was, a, he was a, a son of Atana. He had a big uh, uh, um, fist and his full fist was bigger than, in, than a regular Tefach. And Rabbiunas motor there, Rabbiunas motor there that if it, was, if it was that size, even if it wasn't man-made, it's considered an OL. Some of the say, yeah, but he learns that OL from Mishkan. Right, just from Mishkan, just like over there, the Mishkan is made by man. This should also be made by man. So, he, so he's apparently Rabbi Maskim. That's for the basic drasha. If it's a if it's a minimum size of a tefach, but if it's more than a tefach, you go with the Rabbanan shita. The Rabbanan said, "Oh, well, I'll read it." Says many OLs over there. Yes, the basic idea: a minimum tefach, uh, a minimum tef, uh, uh, OL was size of a tefach that uh, has to be made by man. Not by not natural. It can't come from any a natural source, like a birth of an animal, or as we said yesterday, the water carving something out in the uh, in, in the embankment, whatever, right? But if it's larger than Rabbi Moda, that it could be man, that it could be non-man-made. we see this on a Bryson Moda Rabbi Moda, but Shakifin of and Shakifin are like overhanging crags, projecting rocks. Rashi says, like when rocks fell apart, there was like a hole inside, right? There was a natural made uh, oil or a cleft that there's, that's there where there's a space of, let's say, a cubic tefach, uh, that he's moda abuda, that even though these things are natural, they weren't man-made, he's moda, that because they're, since they're bigger than a, uh, than, a, than, a, than a large fist, that they are also a valid ohel. I've already delist, now, I, I point out, I mentioned that it's a cubic because when Rashi says we are in the fifth of the wide lines, an oel whose width is the size of a fist, the width of a size of a fist. So are we only talking about uh, width? Over here, we're talking about height, right? That's what we mentioned before, that, the, uh, that we talk about an oel, it's got to be a tefach high. So what do we mean here? So... Uh, the, the Mepharshim explained really that a, a, an ohel, an ohel that we talk about, has got to be, when we say it's a tefach, a tefach high is what we mean normally, but it's also got to be a tefach wide and a tefach deep. So we're talking basically like a cubic tefach. That's the minimum size. If it's already the size of a full fist, then even if it's not man-made, it's okay. But the more it's not a delis, t'yesh kama egrofen, v'chtan rebuto meloyim v'in delis elish farm. <clears throat> the, de- the door, the door had several egrof. In other words, obviously the door was much higher. Rashi says, Delos the Ashbakamakarka from the ground. So we're talking about vertical vertical height, right? Those, and Rabbiuda says, they didn't need doors there. We assume Mishumta ain't there holbakah, Bakal change for him. In other words, we're saying here is Rabbiuda says, no, they didn't bring doors, just the oxen themselves. But wait a minute, Presume, we're assuming now that why does Rebuta say you don't need doors? Because that's not a derech of oil. And certainly oxen shouldn't be good. So how can oxen be good? Even if you say that, okay, if it's not man-made, if it's an egg roof, that's good enough. But why does Rebuta say they didn't bring doors? It's not because it's not a normal way to do it. Um, right, no, it doesn't mean uh, so why should it be good? If Rebuta holds that they didn't use doors, apparently because doors are not normal, that's not a normal OL. That's not the normal way you have an OL. It's just that you place the door on an ox. So why should why should it be good? Why does he say this is this is good over here? When he meant is you don't need doors. Rabbiuda says yes. We're saying now a non-man-made uh, OL if it's large enough. Even Rabbiuda says that's considered an OL. So why did he say you don't you don't take the doors? Not because the doors are not good as an OL, but rather you don't need the doors. You don't need the doors on top. 
the, ox, the belly of the oxen is big enough. It's certainly more than a fistful. And it's more fistful. It's more than a fistful off the ground. And it's more than a fistful wide. So that's what he says. <clears throat> that's what he means. So Abayah says, he means to say, you don't even need a door. What do you need the door, the, the, uh, the small kohanim, the little boys to sit on the door on top of the ox? Let them just sit on the ox. That's good enough. You don't need that. That's what he means. But the ox itself could be an old because it's big enough. Rabbi Amra, William of Yudas' Koliki says, no, no, no. Rabbi Yudas says you don't use doors. He said, don't use, it's not a good idea to put doors on top of the oxen. Dafka let them sit directly on the oxen, not on doors. Why? Because if he's sitting on a door, that means he's got a big platform on top of the oxen. If you're sitting, like, say, on an oxen, you're afraid you're going to fall off. If you got a big door, like a big plank sitting on, on the oxen, the condom will feel, the young children will feel very confident and they'll feel safe. And they might say, okay, let me lean over and see what's on the ground. Maybe he'll stick out his head or one of his limbs. In other words, the OL protects him from the tumma if there's any tumma below, as they walk towards the Shiloach from, uh, from, the, uh, from their chatzer. But if he sticks his head out or his arm out, and there's a dead body underneath there somewhere without an OL, and it shoots straight up, he will become Tomei, because he himself becomes the OL. So that's why he says, don't use the door for that reason. All right, so he says, because we're afraid Shemi Yotzi Rosh the Yatami Bekevertom, he'll become Tomei through this unknown grave, a grave that's in the depths. We don't know if it's there or not, but he might become, we want to make sure that he doesn't become Tomei. We have a proof to what Rava says, that you make sure he doesn't, don't use the doorway, don't use a door, rather. Don't use a door on top of an ox. didn't bring doors at all. Because he'll feel confident. He'll stick out his head, his head, or one of his limbs, his arm, or his leg. What do they do? They bring Egyptian oxen, I guess big ones. They got wide bellies. They sit on the back. And they have these uh, these stone cups in their hands, get to the shiloh. When they come to the to the waterway, do they get down to mill them and they fill up with water, and then they, they climb back up onto the oxen and they come back home. Alright, so that's that's the story with the with the oxen. And we see now when we come out of this is even our beautiful nor knows normally a, a OL to be an OL uh, for Tumas Mess to transmit Tum it has to be a um, a tefach by a tefach. But it has to be a tefach cube, let's say. But if it's, uh, if it's larger, if it's like a big fistful, then even uh, if it's non man made, it's okay too. But wait, so what the bed? The bed's got several agrofen. Presumably that's pretty high up. We used to sleep in the in front of the skanim, and they didn't say anything to us. So this is also an ohel. What's the problem? As we're trying to figure out, why does Rabbi say you're allowed to sleep under a bed in the sukkah? We've determined now that our beautiful holds that this is an OL, right? Even if it's uh, certainly the bed's man-made, but if it's man-made or not man-made, if it's a, if it's a if it's got an airspace of an egg roof, then it's considered OL. So how does Rabbi how does he allow it? Tanakama says you can't sleep under a bed in a sukkah. He says you could. How's that? So this is our kasha. Right? and certainly got uh, it's a little bit off the ground. So the Gemara says, the first, first answer is, shiny mita ho'ala The bed is not made for, for, for using it as a tent that you're under the bed. 
sukkah is made to be inside the sukkah. The bed's not made for you to be under the bed. It's made to sit on top of the bed. Shiny meat to olegabasu. It's made for the top, not for sitting on. So uh, oxen are also made to sit on top. You said over here that even says that the, all you need is oxen. You don't need a uh, door on top. The oxen serve as a tent. Yeah, but a, a, a oxen are also made to sit on top, not on the bottom. So Kiyas Rav Rav came here to Shmuel Amar Blazer. He said, "Shani Shvam Hol Magina Malarom B'Mecham Nechama Vukshem Nechsham." That's not true. Yes, oxen are made to sit on top or to put a plow on top of them or whatever a yoke, but they're also made to sit underneath them. The, the shepherds out in the field do sit under the belly of the oxen in the sun in the summertime to protect from the sun, and in the winter to protect from the rains. So you see over here that uh, it is made for sitting uh, underneath that as opposed to the bed. So the bed is not considered an O.L. because it's not made to sit on the Nami. But the bed also holds Magina Al-Menelaim son. The bed also protects the, uh, the shoes and the sandals that are underneath. There Rashi says that Atam uh only has his shoes and sandals under the bed for convenience. When he takes them off and goes to bed and he puts them on in the morning, he doesn't keep any other items under the bed like People are accustomed to do for its knees. He doesn't want, it's not right for people to come and look at his bed, look under his bed. In any case, the bed also serves as a protection for the stuff underneath the bed, just like the uh, oxen serve as a protection. So the bed should also be considered an oil. El Amra. So again, why is the bed not an OL? Why is the bed not considered an OL, which would invalidate? That make it uh, also for you to sit under the bed inside the sukkah, according to Rabbiuda. Ella Marava, Shani Shalahem. The oxen are different because they're made to protect. The back of the oxen are made to protect their innards. Shani the Pasuk says, Oro Basar Tavisheni, you dressed me with with hide and skin. Uba Atzmos Vegidim Tisochacheni, and you covered me. Schach Tisochacheni is Lashem Schach Tisochacheni. You covered me up. You covered up my bones and my tendons uh, with, with, with what's on top of me. In other words, part of the back of the, the, the spinal area of the ox is made to protect the, uh, the area below. So therefore, that's considered an ohel. It's naturally considered an ohel, where a bed is not. It's not enough to say there's something underneath the bed or underneath the ox. That doesn't do it. Normally, a bed and an ox are both similar and they're both made to sit on top. But here the ox, it does have, is an OL for what's underneath it, meaning since the ox is, you know, walks horizontally, its back is horizontal, not, as, not like a human being, not like a two-legged um, uh, animal, but a four-legged animal, they walk bent over, so to speak. So their spine is, uh, is meant as an OL for what's underneath it. V-boy Sema, or I'll tell you a different Sephora. So that's, all this is to show that uh, a bed is not made for what's underneath it, it's made for what's on top, and therefore it's not only. Boy, I'll tell you different reason. Rabbi to me, everybody goes to We had before, Rabbi holds that a sukkah even higher than 20 amas is okay. Why? The reason, one of the reasons why the Baran said it's no good is because it won't stand unless it's a permanent dwelling, and a sukkah has to be diras aroi, has to be a temporary dwelling. Rabbi holds no, a sukkah should be a permanent dwelling, and therefore if it's over 20, it's okay. 20 amas. Dhamma sukkah diras kevabinan. Mita, the bed is certainly only dear Saroy, it's movable, it's, uh, it's, it's collapsible. The sukkah o'al kevin, the sukkah is a permanent dwelling. His far is that, he, that the bed, certainly the bed is an o'al, but it's only an o'al aroi, a temporary or one-shot type of a, uh, a tent, and that cannot annul 
the validation of a permanent tent. And therefore, he says that the bed inside the sukkah, if you're sitting under the bed inside the sukkah, it's okay because you're not really in the oil of the bed, you're in the oil of the sukkah, even though you're in both. But the oil of the bed is a temporary one, cannot annul that of the permanent one. Okay. But what about Shimon? Rabbi Shimon argued with him in the mission. Remember, Rabbi Shimon said, well, from Leel, the story with, Teddy, with Tevi, the servant, the, the, um, uh, the Evid Kanani of Ramumliel, we saw over there that he did sit under the bed and says, oh, he was allowed to because he's an Evid and he's not Chayv and Sukkah, but other people uh, are. And Rabbi Shimon brought down that story. So Rabbi Shimon holds that you can't sit under the bed, but Rabbi Shimon also holds that the Sukkah needs a Deiris Keva. We had that before in Daf Zayin. For Rabbi Shimon, the Nami Sukkah Deiris Keva. Remember we had, back in the Zion, said many of the rabbis, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Shimon, Gamliel, Rabbi Lezer, Achayim, they all hold that you need a permanent dwelling, something more permanent, he says you need a permanent one. And he holds that you can't sit under the bed because the bed, which is a temporary OL, doesn't know the permanent one. This is how they argue. Sure, Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Shimon both hold that you need a Deiris Keva, that the Sukkot Deiris Keva, Rabbi Shimon holds, that the OL of the bed is Mavatl. In other words, it, it, the OL, you're sitting under the bed. The bed is, even though it's an Ola Roy, so it's Mavatal the Ola Kav. It doesn't, it's not, it's not secondary to the Sukkah on top of it, to the Schach on top of it. And says, basically, you're underneath two Ola's. You're underneath one Ola, which is underneath an o, another Ola. And the Ola of the bed is not, is not a kosher Sukkah, obviously, it's not Schach. That's Rebbe Yehuda's opinion is that the temporary OL cannot annul the permanent OL, and therefore, even though you're under the bed, it's like you're under the schach itself. The bed is nothing. It's like your kippah. It's not, it doesn't do anything. It's not mavato uh, the the sukkah, and therefore you're 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 effectively sitting under the sukkah. Of course, we paskin like the Tanakama, and not like Rabbi Yehuda. So you can't sit under a bed under which is under a sukkah, even if the bed is is ten uh, Um Right, but like I said, the Gemara crash was it wasn't even an uh, oh well the answer is that it is an oh because it's tenth vachem. But like Asara, the Gemara is talking about meat Asara, so therefore it is an oh well into of itself. Even though here we're talking about the oh well uh, for a sukkah, not necessarily the same as all for tumah. All for tumah could be even smaller, even one tefach by a tefach by a tefach. Amar Shimon, my sevatevi abdi. Yeah, well, an oh well doesn't have to be man-made. Right, it's not necessarily man-made. Yeah, it's not necessarily that's correct. That's correct. Even according to Yehuda. But according to you, it's got to be a little bit bigger than a tefach. Correct. But it doesn't have to be man-made. I'm Rabbi Shimon. So you saw the story with Tevi Abdo, who was a Tamar Chochem, and he sat in the sukkah under the bed. And when Malil said, he said, look, look at my, my servant Tevi, he's a Tamar Chochem. He knows that an Evid is potter from sukkah, and therefore he can sleep under the sukkah when he wants to hear Adirei Torah. From the Fidar Kainu, the Mishnah says, you see from here, Lamanu, that if you sleep under a bed, you're not Yotze, only Tevi Abdu is like a woman. Uh, Nevikani is not Chayiv. Nevikani has a loch like a woman. Not Chayiv and Sukkah. Mitzvah Seishas Man Grama. Therefore, he could sit under the bed. Tanyum Rab Shimon. Misi Chaso showing Mliel Laman Shevarim. From his casual, his common language of Mliel, we see two things. Laman Shevarim Tumasuk. We see that about Nevikani is part from Sukkah. Laman Shevarim Tumasuk. A regular Jew, a regular Bar Mitzvah boy, Jewish boy. If he sleeps under Sukkah, he's not Yotze. So why did he say misichaso from his casual conversation? Why did he? Why did you say from his words? Some say it was 
right? Uh, or How do you know that even the casual language of a tamachacham needs to be analyzed, needs to be studied? Rashi says, listen to what they say. Even their leaves, their light things, uh, will, will not wither. Meaning, he's trying to show you something that even when a Tamar Chacham says something, he's not giving you a shear. He just says something, you have to listen carefully to what he says because there's always something to learn from what a Tamar Chacham says. On the side he says, uh, needs Talmud or needs Limud, you've got to learn, learn from anything that a Tamar Chacham says is worthy of, of analysis. We're looking now at illustration number, we're on page 44, illustration number 132. In 132, there's a bed, and the schach is basically on top of the bed. The bed has boards to it, sideboards, those are the three walls, right? And kariyamita, he means the legs, really means the walls of the sukkah, are the are the legs of the bed, not little legs, not little round legs, but rather the wall the the wall of the sukkah forms the is is formed by the bed uh, by the bedboards, the headboard and the footboard of the bed is basically your walls of the sukkah, and the schach sits on top of that. So if you make your sukkah with the if you support your sukkah, that means the schach with the legs of the bed, that's kosher. Nothing wrong with one thirty two. So says the Tanakhama. You know or no? If it can't stand by itself, in other words, without the without the bedboards, without the bedboards, the sukkah wouldn't stand. He says that's puzzle. Why? My time Rabbi says the Gemara. Two two um, disagree about or Tanoam disagree about Rabbi's reasoning. One says because it's not permanent. Because if you move the bed, you move the sukkah. So you need something. And we said according to Rabbi, you need something which is more kabua. Right, Rabbi Yudah says you need Diras Keva. Because you're supporting it with something which is Makabal Tumah. Now, we learned before the Schach cannot be Makabal Tumah. Remember, Schach has to be something that grows in the ground, not Makabal Tumah. It can't be a fruit. It can't be something attached to the ground. It's got to be something which is detached from the ground and not Makabal Tumah. Uh, but, the, but the walls can be Makabal Tumah. Right? We'll see, could even have, we'll see that the, the, uh, um, the walls could even be made out of a Live animal, right? If you tie it up, can be live animals. By live animals, I'm a couple but a live person could be a couple So the point is, is that um, how, how what's what's Rabbi's reasoning? He's saying because you're supporting with something with a couple So what? The the bed is a couple fine, but the, uh, um, the those are the walls, not the schach. The answer is, is that even though these things support the schach. It's like schach mekabeltuma. In other words, holds. He takes it a step further. Not only can't the schach be mekabeltuma, but anything which supports the schach can also not be mekabeltuma because we're afraid it's exayer. Because maybe if you use a support which is mekabeltuma, you might come to use the schach itself as as the schach itself might you might come to use schach itself which is mekabeltuma. So Rabbi machmer over here for one of two reasons. We said either because it's not permanent. If you move the bed, you move the schach. It's not. It's you move the sukkah, and therefore it's not. Permanent, or because your mom is something which is makabel Maybe now, what's the practical difference between these two reasons? Let's say you stuck um, uh, iron uh, metal rods in the ground, and you put schach on them. If you say the reason is because it's not permanent, these are not movable. You stuck, you stuck, you stuck uh, uh, rods or or spits in the ground, large long spits. 
and you put the schach on top of them, well, that is permanent, because that's, that's, not, gonna, that's not easily movable. But if the reason is because you support it with something from Rabbatuma, so that's the reason why it wouldn't be good. So according to the second reason, whether, you, whether you're looking at 132, or you're looking, or, uh, or you have poles in the ground that the schach is supported by metal poles, metal poles are Makabotuma, also would not be good according to Rabbi Yehuda. Amr Abai, says, that's only if you supported the schach with the, with the bedboards. Number 133 now, and 133 is different than 132 because over here the schach is supported by, let's say, wooden poles, not something which is Makabal Toma, right? Uh, you say those, just pegs in the ground. So it's not, in other words, when, before when we said, say this with Barzal, it would be like 133, but that would be uh, metal spits. Metal spits is Makabal Tumah. So according to one Pshat and Rebuta, that also wouldn't be good. But according to this Pshat, let's say you've made the Schach on top of a bed, that's kosher in 133. Now the bed is not supporting the Schach in 133. You have poles in the ground, let's say wooden poles, which are supporting a Schach, and that would be okay, even though what are the walls of the sukkah? What are the walls of the sukkah? The bedboards, right? The bedboards here are still the walls. Uh, the walls of the sukkah are simply the bedboards, but the schach is not supported by the bed. The schach is supported by poles, wooden poles in the ground. So, can we share my time? If you all the reason is because it's not permanent, there are poles in the ground, just like the metal poles, but if they're wooden poles, then they're not makabotuma and they're permanent. Because you support them you're not, you're not supporting with the bed, you're supporting it only with metal poles in the ground. So therefore, 133 is good even according to Rabbi Yehuda. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda. And 132 is good even in the Tanakama. But 133 is good even according to Rabbi Yehuda. And the, if you look in the Mishabrua, the, in, even in the Beis Yosef, it says that the Shulchan says, so if you if you support your sukkah on on bedboards in other words if you're looking at 132 right what's considered the what's considered the floor okay we have the schach the schach is sitting on the bedboards what's the floor the floor is the mattress where you're sitting on top there so you need ten not from the ground but you need ten from let's say the mattress to the top of the of the schach Okay, now let's say, um, right, um, right. If you're from the bed to the schach, you have and if you have one thirty-three, now let's look at one thirty-three. Now in number one thirty-three, even if there's no tent fachim, right, from the bed to the schach, that's okay. So the difference between one, and according to Tanakhama, both 132 and 133 would be kosher, but the difference is that in 132, there is no floor other than the, other than the, uh, the bed. So you have to have pentfach. Remember, that's the minimal height for the schach, uh, for, for this, uh, inside the sukkah, the minimum height of the sukkah from the floor to the schach has got to be tentfach. You count the tentfach from the mattress, so to speak. Whereas in 133, you can count it from the floor. That would be the difference. But both of them are kosher, according to the Tanakama, and 133 is kosher, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Mitzvah, Daf, Chav, Beis. Have a good day, everybody. Be well.